Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, everybody. Today we are talking about capacity. Capacity is one of those interesting things that is relative to every person carrying it, and we all have a different level of capacity. Another word that I would use for that is container. It's like how big is the container that you have that you can carry a certain level of weight or energy or life or whatever's going on, like what can you carry? I think this is an interesting thing because I started this whole podcast almost a year ago with the concept of getting out of your comfort zone. And it's amazing because pretty soon you get out of your comfort zone and then that's no big deal and you get comfortable like this podcast. In the beginning, it was with fear and trembling. I felt like I was walking on water and now I'm like, I'm swimming in the ocean with you. I'm so excited. I can't wait till I do the next one. It's no big deal. Like it's really fun and it's exciting to download these truths and kind of walk together in our conversations and on our path. And so in the beginning, it's just interesting because my capacity was smaller for this kind of format. And now it's like game on. What are we going to do next? Where are we going to go next? Bring it on. And so you just grow as a person as you're stretched and as you're increasing the things that are uncomfortable or that it's just like lifting weights. It's like you're tearing down the muscle fiber and then you're building yourself back up with the your, the right protein and nutrients that your body can create muscle from it. And then you just keep doing that until you're ripped. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the same kind of thing in life. And I remember somebody that I used to do close life with, he said something really interesting to me. He said, he watched me open this building, this facility and he watched how exhausting it was and how challenging it was and choosing the paint colors on the door frames. And he watched all the decision making that was so laborious. And I, I painstakingly labored over every single detail. And then a few years later, I started getting entrusted with things that were different. I wouldn't say more challenging, but were different. And he said, you know, it's amazing that if you were asked to do that, you could open 10 of those overnight without blinking now. And I looked at him and I thought, is that true? And he just said, you've grown so much. Like I've watched you transform. And I thought, really? I didn't know that. You know, and you think about it. It's amazing. Like when you're so close, you see yourself every day or you're with the same people all the time. You forget that you're either losing or taking ground and you go further down the road and you look back and you go, oh my gosh, we got closer to our goal or we're further away from the person that we want to be. And I just want to make sure we're all going in the right direction. And it really helped me having that kind of point of view. It was so encouraging for me because I thought, gosh, if he can see that I'm growing, I must be growing. I must be doing something right. And so that's always my goal is to be better than I was last time we talked. You know, it's like, how can I recover faster? I'll just tell a story on myself from yesterday. <laughs> I was at an important meeting with a lot of people and I'm overly sensitive and a bit worn out and depleted. And I know no thinking aloud. I did a podcast on that. No thinking aloud is one of the rules that when you're you don't have anything in your reserves and you're exhausted and your tanks are depleted, body, mind, and soul. It is not the time to figure everything out. And I realize that, but sometimes you still got to go to the meeting. You can't say no. You got to be, you got to show up. So I had to show up even though I wasn't at my best. 
And I went in there and I got my feelings hurt by something that normally I would have been able to brush off. The person who quipped at me wasn't even intending to be mean, but I couldn't control it. (laughs) My body started to cry. Like, isn't that the worst when you're like, please don't, please don't fail me lip, you know, and it's quivering and you're like, (laughs) so I was like trying to hide it, but I did not do a good job of hiding it. And it was no big deal. And we rolled out of it, but I recovered from it quickly. And I was proud of myself that even though I was at an emotional disadvantage, even though I was overly tired, even though I really had no business being in the room. I had no ability to get out of there. Like I had to be there. It was part of the requirement of the day. So I I went and then I had to just stay there and face off with it. And, you know, an immature Chelsea 10 years ago or 15 years ago would have been like, I just got a phone call and it's an emergency or something like come up with a way to have to leave. But I just thought, you know what? I can't leave. I've got to face off with this. And I rolled out of it quickly and I thought it was cool. The reason I thought it was cool, even though I was embarrassed that I responded that way, I was proud of myself that I stayed and that my capacity has grown to be able to shake off things and move forward in awkward social situations. That's a big deal for me. And I mean, I'm pretty good at that, but It was still a marker of success. And so I was happy about it. And I remembered, I knew we were going to talk about this today. And I remembered in college, you know, I've always been a part of a family who carries a big responsibility. We've all been leaders. And since I was little, I've carried a lot of responsibility. And I remember going to college and one of my friends said, you know, just because our problems don't affect as many people as yours do, doesn't make our problems any less than yours or something like that. And first of all, I was embarrassed that she felt like she even needed to say that, like, man, I must have been being a jerk. Second of all, it really spoke to me. She said, our things feel as big to us as yours do to you. And it opened my eyes to capacity. And I realized even if my call that I just got is considering life and death and your call is about your paper that's due tomorrow, I could easily brush aside your feelings about what you're dealing with. But because of capacity, because of life experience, because of how big the container is that you are carrying, it feels the same to her as my life and death call, her paper. And so I was dismissing it. I remember I was more belittling. I was a little bit more like, come on, get a problem, get a real problem kind of vibes. I know that. I know she was right. And it opened my eyes. Her her perspective gave me a good understanding. And understanding is really a valuable resource because we glean more insight from each other when we can understand point of view. And it really has helped in my relationships now, even all these years later, my friends that are in motherhood, in a, the phase of motherhood that what are you so upset over? Someone was mean to my baby. And, you, you know, I'm like, well, that was weird, you know, and then realizing while wow, they're carrying this for three days, they're so upset about it. And before I probably wouldn't have been able to relate or understand since I'm not a mother yet. But instead, I'm like, you know what? That's horrible. If it's devastating to you, it's devastating to me. And instead of putting the gauge on everyone that's like making an equal one to 10 gauge, like this is trauma and this is nothing. Instead, it's all relative to the person's capacity and their ability to carry things. And it's interesting because major moments in life kind of illuminate what your capacity is. Like all of a sudden, 
my sister and I talk about this. All of a sudden, when somebody is in a, in the throes of a major transition, you see what they can really carry and what uh, is too much. And it's interesting because a lot of times when people are in really crazy situations and they're in transition, they can't carry much. It's really interesting because it's hard when you're close to somebody and they're Uh, flipping out over not much and you know that you have to handle with care but it's just true people navigate uh, certain seasons and this book that I'm getting ready to read the starfish and the spider is about how when a starfish loses their legs they grow back and when a spider loses their legs they die and I just think it's interesting like when certain people get pushed to their limit their limit is so much quicker than yours or everybody's different so some people have a much greater capacity than others. And so they, they could be carrying 10 things and their containers full and you're carrying four things and your containers full. And I just think we should be working to increase our capacity, but also understanding that the people around us, whatever they're going through and experiencing, it's relative to them. It's just like a kid when a kid is devastated about something, instead of being belittling and condescending, we listen And we try to figure out what is it that's going on in your heart. And, you know, your Legos aren't a big deal to me, but apparently they're a really big deal to you. And I'm going to listen. And I've just learned that in my own life and my friendships, my relationships and in my leadership, um, just to kind of increase my understanding of where people's capacity is at. And if I have like three more days of work in me and somebody else I can tell in their eyes is like tuckered out. I would rather them leave for a day, check out, go get recharged and come back at me refreshed instead of me going, oh, come on, you can make it. I've got at least three more days in me. It doesn't mean they do. Hey, I'll tell you, I have some people in my life that I don't know how they keep going. I need a break and they're like traveling the world after we've all done the same thing and I just don't have the capacity to just keep going like they do and I get wiped out before they do. And most people I can run ahead of, but there are some people I just can't. And so I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I have no problem being the one that's like, I got to go to bed. It's eight o'clock or whatever. It doesn't happen often, but when it's important, I do it and I, I pace myself because I want to be the best that I possibly can be. You know, sometimes when you try to go fix something in an organization, in a relationship, in your family, it could feel like you're trying to cut down a tree with a plastic knife. And I've seen that image before as I have tried to approach things with my own abilities and understanding and try to come at something with the way I think it'll work. You know, I have this like cartoon image of myself, like walking really aggressively and fast up to this tree with my plastic knife, like I'm going to get the job done. And then I'm just like laying there with a broken plastic knife in my hand, exhausted. And it's like, I've got a blister and a cramp and I'm probably like my thumb's bleeding and I'm exhausted and you barely see a dent in the tree. I am learning the intentionality and the quality that comes with focus and with being really careful. Like even if I have a big capacity or even if I'm gifted with activating people, it doesn't mean I'm called to carry everything and it doesn't mean I'm called to help everyone. And that's something that I can actually be available for the ones I'm supposed to reach if I'm not engaged in a bunch of weird bureaucratic stuff that I'm not even supposed to be involved in. So I think that's really important is while you're growing, remembering, you know, I value my heart and my opinion, and you can learn to value the heart and the opinion of the ones around you. 
And just because it might be minor to you, it could be really big to somebody else. And I've learned that that's really helped my relationships to be healthier because for years it would be like, what are you doing today? And it's like, well, I had a meeting with a lawyer. I went, you know, I've got a television thing coming up. We're videoing something for my website. I am writing a show. I new markers came in. I've got a new painting I need to get out. And those were the fabric of my days. And then I would be like, what are you doing today? They're like, I'm changing diapers. I have a sick kid. My husband's being cranky because he hasn't slept for three days. And it, I, it, it could easily be like, we're on two different planets. And I've just learned to put value. I started FaceTiming my friend's kids and I'm like show me your toys and so they would walk me around their whole room and show me all their things and I, I put value on what's important to them and that's really made my relationships increase in our common space because I think so many people put so much of an emphasis on the things that aren't the same but I just work hard to remain in the place that is and so I just put a lot of mental traffic onto, I connect with this because you connect with it. And I mean it too. It's not a manipulative thing. If you don't mean it, honestly, if I don't mean it, I can't keep up with it. So basically about capacity, I'm just saying, let's value and honor what other people are dealing with and not uh, not evaluate it according to what we can handle, but remember that it's relative to what the person can handle. And then let's not forget, let's continue to grow our own ability grow our own muscle of what we can contain, what we can handle, what even like being a cook. I love cooking. That's not my profession, but it's something I absolutely love. And so I cook all the time. And I remember when I first started cooking a meal for the family, like my family uh, or for my friends, I'd have everybody over and the chaos. Oh, and the, the fear that like, how do I land everything at the same time? I don't know how to do that. If, if the green beans are on high and this is on low and this is on broil and da, 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 how long, when is it all going to land? But the more you do it, the more you realize I'm going to land all this on time and everything's going to get out at the right time. And you have internal peace, but you just get better and better at it. Now I feel like I could cook like 10 things and they would all land on time and they'd be delicious. But 10 years ago, are you kidding me? I would be terrified. Actually, I set out to start becoming a good cook at 21. I decided that it's a big part of life. I thought it was such a waste of time. I'm like, are you kidding me? You dream up what you want. You go to the store and you buy it. You cook. You make a huge mess. You feed everyone. They eat for less than 15 minutes. And then you clean everything up. It's horrible. What a waste of life. That's what I used to think. And some of you are like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. But then I changed my mind. I think I dated a big eater, I think is probably part a big part of what changed. But I just remember thinking, you know, the people that I love have to eat. And so if I can make this a creative outlet and enjoy it and choose to express myself with it, then I'll always love it. And so I decided to trick myself, honestly. And I started working. I started getting kitchen supplies that I liked that brought interest that I thought, what does this thing do? It's a spiralizer or it's a mandolin. I get to cut things really thin. Like, that's great, you know, whatever. And I would invest in tools and equipment that would pique my interest because I worked to make myself invested in this area. So I was surrounding myself with tools to get myself hungry and curious in the, in the kitchen. Hungry, huh? So I got in there and I started making things and it started becoming really fun to the point that I would fly somewhere, come home at night at night, go straight to the store, come home and, and cook. 
because it was my way of like detoxing from a trip. And so I started loving it. And of course, my friends and family love it because it started becoming an expression of love. But it's all a matter of what you decide to think about it. And our capacity grows and increases as we get better and work with things and stay with something. You grow. I mean, duh, we know that, but it's like amazing to live it. It really is. So I just want to encourage you to honor people where they're at and don't discount, belittle, shortchange uh, what other people's experiences are because everybody's of value. And just because they can't carry what you can carry, it doesn't mean it isn't heavy to them. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back to talk more soon.